God's voice is like no other voice. You'll hear many voices in your life. Many people will speak to you. You'll hear inner voices and all kinds of stuff. But God's voice is different to any other voice. And the one who talks a lot about God's voice in Scripture is actually Jesus. Jesus makes some incredible statements about God's voice and, and even specifically his voice. So let's go to John 10, verse number 3. We'll start there this morning, kind of lay this foundation. I'm going I'm to try and make it very basic so that you can sort of understand certain principles before we dive into actually being able to hear or how to hear God's voice for yourself. But John 10, verse 3 says this. It says, To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them. And the sheep follow him, and they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Let's go to verse 16, John 10, 16. Another sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. It's amazing how Jesus talks about this shepherd, and we know that he is the good shepherd, but he talks to us about how his sheep will recognize his voice. He, he says that, that, that the sheep hear his voice, and that they, he calls them by name. He calls us by name, and, and, and he leads them out. He leads us. It says that sheep will know, by no means listen or follow the, the stranger. If you've, if you've ever watched a real shepherd in real life, you'll find out that a real shepherd will come and he'll just start calling out to the sheep in the fold and they'll just begin to run towards the shepherd. They'll follow him without any hesitation. They'll follow his voice. But if a stranger comes, that stranger can yell, can jump, can have a barbecue, can do whatever he likes, those sheep will not come. If they don't recognize that voice, they will not come. And this is what he says. It's amazing that he says that to his own fold, he speaks of his own, the own, his own people, the children of Israel specifically, this is what he's referring to. They know his voice, but there will also be those that will come that are not of that fold, that will also hear his voice, and they will become one flock with him. In other words, what draws someone that doesn't know him to him is his voice. They will recognize the voice of the shepherd as someone different, someone that brings life, that brings deliverance, that brings healing, and they will follow that voice and they will become one flock with that shepherd. Isn't that powerful? So we know that the thing that draws people to God is actually the voice of God. How many of you know it's the Holy Spirit that convicts the, sin, the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment? It's the Holy Spirit that draws us. It's the voice of God. It's His voice that's calling to us, that brings us to Himself. So the question is, why do we need to hear God's voice? Why is it important for us 
to hear the voice of God. What I love about Scripture is that when God gives examples or or analogies or wants us to see something, many times he'll give a picture of it in the Old Testament and the New Testament so that we can fully grasp what he's trying to say. Let's go to Psalm 23, verse number one. Psalm 23, verse number one. This is so powerful. The, the psalmist is David and he says, the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want. The question I asked you is, why do we need to hear God's voice? The reality is, is that you will always have want. You will always have lack until you are able to hear God's voice. You can be saved, but if you're not hearing God's voice, you will still struggle with want. That's why he says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. The Bible says, watch this now, in Matthew 4, verse number 4. But he answered Jesus and said, It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You see, when we have a shepherd who leads us, how does he lead us? With his voice. The shepherd calls to the sheep and they come, they follow him. My sheep hear my voice and they know me. And they follow me, the Bible says. So when the shepherd causes us to enter into not having want or not having lack, it's because we've decided or designed in our heart to follow his voice. Are you with me, guys? And when we do that, we will, we will find that we will not have lack or want anymore the way that we used to. Because our satisfaction will come from our shepherd. But that's not where it stops. Take a look at this. Verse number two, he says, let's go back to Psalm 23. Verse number two, he says, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides the still waters. You must understand that when, when you're going through a storm or something in your life, and every single one of us will experience these things our lives experience tragedy, our lives experience stress, our lives experience bad things that happen, things go on. But when you have a shepherd who's leading you with his voice, you'll have no lack, you'll have no want, but he'll also lead you into green pastures. What does that mean? That means that when you're going through stuff, the shepherd will take you into a place of rest. The shepherd will take you into a place of restoration, rest and comfort. He says he leads me by still waters. In other words, the shepherd's voice, if we're hearing his voice, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. It's so important that you get that word, that you get that hearing his voice on a daily basis, on a regular basis. We'll talk more about that a little bit later on this morning. I want to first show you why. Why do we need to hear his voice? If you want to have green pastures, even in the storm, you need to hear the shepherd's voice. If you want to enter into still waters, how many of you know what it's like when you're going through a storm and all you want is just some silence in your head? Some of you more than others, amen. You know what I'm talking about? We need that, guys. And the only one that can give us that is the shepherd himself. Amen. He says in verse number three, he restores my soul. 
He leads me in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. How does He lead? How does a shepherd lead? With His voice. The sheep know His voice. They hear His voice. They know Him. He knows them and they follow Him. So it's the shepherd that leads us, watch this now, with his voice into paths of righteousness. It's the shepherd that will take us in the direction that we should go. Exodus 15, 26 says it like this. And he said, if you diligently heed the what? The voice of God, of the Lord your God, and do what is right in his sight. Give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes. I will put none of the diseases on you with, uh, which, which I have brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. This is, this is so powerful. What does this mean? Does this mean you'll never have problems? No, that's not what it means. Sorry. What it means is this. It means that if you heed his voice, if you hear his voice and you follow him and you allow yourself to obey that voice, he will lead you out of every situation. He will lead you through every difficult thing that you have to go through. Are you with me? And then the things of this world that destroy people will not destroy you. The curses of this world will not affect you. Are you with me, guys? Deuteronomy 28 verse number 1 says now it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to obey carefully all his commandments which I command you today that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth and all the blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. What does this mean? It means that the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He leads me by, by green pastures. He leads me into still waters. He will restore my soul. He will save me and take me into paths of righteousness. That's exactly what that means. If I hear his voice and I follow him. Follow him means I've heard the voice of the shepherd and I'm following, I'm obeying him. See, it's one thing to hear God's voice, but you must also obey it. Don't be that rebellious sheep that's in the back there. Not here in the back. You know what I mean, in the sheepfold. You know? Where the shepherd calls and says, come. There's some green pastures over here. There's a place where you can rest over here. I want you to come here. But you go, no, the grass, green look, grass looks pretty green over here. I think I'll stick around right here. But there's no grass. I've been quoting over and over John 10, 27. My sheep hear my voice. I know them. They follow me. And we'll get back to this. Matthew 4, verse 4. This is really probably primarily the main verse. We need to dig a little deeper in this verse this morning. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Why should we have a desire to hear God's voice on a daily basis? Well, you see, first of all, you need to understand something that the word that's used here for the word word is not the word logos. 
Most of you know this. I've taught this before. It's the word rhema. There are two different Greek words for the word of God. The first one is logos. Logos is what we call the written word of God or the full counsel of God's word. This is his word. Heaven and earth will pass away, but his word will by no means pass away. What his word says will come to pass. You can take his word for what it is because it is his word. That's the logos. It's the written word of God. But the word used here is not that word. The word used here is the word rhema. And the word rhema in the Greek means spoken. It's the spoken word of God. So in other words, he's not saying here that man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. He's not speaking about the written word. He's actually saying here that you need to get a spoken word from God. You need to hear the voice of God because if you don't hear his voice, you're not going to be led where you need to go. You're not going to find the green pastures. Are you with me? Let me break it down and hopefully make it a little bit easier for you to understand. Okay. You see, when you get saved, you are like an infant. That's why the Bible calls the rebirth experience as being born again. When we get born again, our spirit man is still very immature. Peter even writes this in 1 Peter 2, verse number 2. He says, as newborn babies desire the pure milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. So just the word, just the pure milk of the word, the basics of the word will begin to help us to grow. But there comes a point where you need to also be able to get the deeper things of God and go and get the things of God that are, the Bible speaks of mysteries and secrets. These things can only be revealed to your spirit. But in order for you to get those things, you have to hear God's voice, his spoken word. So in other words, when you get born again, you, you're, you're able to understand certain things, but in order to understand more things, something needs to happen. Watch here. Let's go to Romans 10, verse 17. This will make sense now. How do we grow? How do we grow in, in our ability to hear God? How do we grow in our faith? He says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Most people think that we'll get faith by reading God's word. That's inaccurate. That's not what the scripture says. The scripture says faith comes by hearing. How do we hear? By hearing God's word. What word? The rhema word, the spoken word. What does that mean? Let me try and make it practical. When I have my quiet time, when I spend time with God, I'll be in his word and I'll be studying his word. This is one application. There's many applications, but this is one. Now I'm reading the word, which I read three weeks ago. But all of a sudden, while I'm reading the word, I begin to have understanding. God begins to speak to me through that word. It makes sense to something that's happening in my life. 
That's called rhema. All of a sudden, God is speaking to me through that word. And it's no longer just words on a page, like I'm reading the story of Moses or something like that. Does that make sense? The only time your faith begins to increase is when you are able to hear a rhema word from God. When you are able to hear the voice of God speak to your life, then your faith begins to increase and you begin to mature as a believer. Are you with me? Okay. Watch here. Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Are you with me? You must understand when the children of Israel were in the wilderness, the children of Israel were told that there would be manna provided for them. The next day that manna would be spoiled. Why? Because God was trying to teach us something, that we would always need the bread of life, which is the word of God. But in order for us to grow and mature, we would need to have a fresh bread every day. Are you with me? We would need to hear his voice fresh every day. What does the Bible say when it teaches us to pray? The Bible says, give us this day our daily bread. Yes, that can speak of being provided for, no question about that. But at the same time, we need fresh manna from heaven. We need a fresh word from heaven. We need to hear God's voice for today from heaven. Are you with me, guys? So we need the spoken rhema word of God every single day in order for us to mature more and more and more. This is a good reason to hear God's voice. Are you with me? The Bible says in Romans 8.14, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. This is such a powerful scripture because what this means is that there are individuals that are serving the Lord, children of God. These children are no longer children, infants. They have matured and have become sons of God. If you read the language, you'll understand that's what it means. All the scholars agree on this. So when you become a son of God, that means you have become more mature. How do you become mature? being led by the Spirit. How are you led by the Spirit? you led by His, by His voice. So we need to hear His voice to go from faith to faith to faith, to be able to overcome every obstacle, to be able to overcome every situation, so that when we're going through stuff, He can give us everything we need he can lead us into green pastures. He can lead us by still waters. He can lead us into parts of righteousness. Are you with me? The Bible talks about Jesus in this way. Watch this. This is the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah 50, verse number four. This is so powerful, guys. He says, the Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to Speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me, watch this, morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. In other words, Jesus made an effort every day, morning by morning, to hear the voice of God. Why? So that he would be able to speak the word to others. 
that there would be people that would come. He says here that there would be those who would be weary, that he would need to speak to. Morning by morning, he opened his ear to hear the Lord, what the Lord was basically wanting to teach him. In other words, every day, the Son of God would go to the Father, spend time with the Father so that he could get a word from the Lord. Amen. Okay. Watch this now. Jesus says, the Lord God, this is the next verse, verse number five, the Lord God has opened my ear and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. This means a lot of different things. But what I want you to see is Jesus had the ability to hear what the Father was saying to him. He says that even after hearing and going through what he went through, he did not rebel. He did not rebel. What is he trying to tell us? He's trying to tell us that everything that he did and needed to do, he still chose to obey the voice of the shepherd. He still chose to follow the voice of the shepherd. And even when it was difficult and things didn't go quite the way he would like them to go, he did not rebel. Did Jesus have reason to get upset, to get offended, to get hurt, to get bent out of shape? Yes, watch, let's read it together. He says, verse number six, let's read verse five again. The Lord God has opened my ear. In other words, I can hear him. And I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. I gave my back to those who struck me and my cheeks to those who plucked out the beard. I did not hide my face from shame and spitting for the Lord God will help me. Therefore, I will not be disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like a flint and I know that I will not be ashamed. This is what Jesus says. Listen, guys, you will go through things. You will go through bad situations. You will go through difficult times. But Jesus is saying, listen, even though I'm gonna go through this stuff, I, am, I have made my mind, I'm like a flint. In other words, I am set. I have heard God's voice. I will not rebel against God's voice. No matter how, how it might feel in my flesh, how I might feel that, that it's not fair, that it's not right, that I shouldn't be, go through this. I'm the son of God. He could have said, you know, I don't need all of this stuff. But he chose to be obedient. He chose to listen to the voice of the Father. So powerful. See, I need to show you something this morning. Isaiah spoke of Jesus and wanted us to see something truly amazing. That no matter what, no matter what you're going to go through, no matter what he went through, that Jesus was always determined 
to hear God's voice. Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, morning by morning, did Jesus go before the Father? He would get fed spiritually for himself. He would even probably be shown things that were coming. He knew what was coming, but even knowing what was coming, he didn't decide to go to the bar that night and just, you know, you know, just, you know, I know what's coming, let's just go and go to town, you know what I mean? He made a decision that he was going to obey God, that he would not rebel against God. Listen, sometimes stuff will happen and you will feel like just throwing in the towel, but the truth is if you really want the green pastures, if you really want the rest, if you really want the restoration, if you really want to have no lack, the only way to do it is to hear the voice of the shepherd, to have a desire to hear his voice, and when you do that, he will surely take you into those places. It's amazing. This is such an important subject because Jesus says something incredible in Scripture when it comes to hearing. You see, when he would talk to people in those days, he would often speak in parables. And he would make this statement more than once. In fact, many times in Scripture, you'll see this statement. He says this in Mark 4, verse number 9. And he said to them, He who has ears to hear... Let him hear. Mark, Mark 4, verse 23. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. What's interesting is that Jesus would speak to the people, and he's saying to those people that are listening, if you have ears to hear, hear. But essentially he's saying if you don't, you're not going to be able to hear. So why is it that there were people sitting there, some of them would hear what Jesus was saying, get so excited, begin to believe and begin to follow him. But there were others that were there that would hear the same words, but were not able to hear because it's like their ears were deaf or closed. Now you must understand he's addressing primarily the children that are in covenant with God. So it's exactly the same today. The Lord speaks or wants to speak. Some of us hear his voice and some of us don't. What is it that causes so many Christians today to not be able to get their daily bread? To not be able to hear the voice of God for themselves, that rhema word, that spoken word, where God is speaking to you personally. I'm so glad you're asking. Let's take a look. In Matthew 13, 13, they ask him about this. Why is it that you speak this way? Now watch what Jesus says. He says, therefore, I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. And in them the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, which says, hearing they will hear and shall not understand, and seeing they will see and not perceive. Now he's about to tell us why. For the hearts of this people have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing, and their eyes have closed. Lest they shall see with their eyes and hear with their ears. Lest they shall understand with their hearts and turn so that I shall heal them. You see, he says their eyes are closed, their ears are closed. And then he says this, 
He says, lest they shall understand with their hearts and turn. So the problem is not their sight or their hearing. The problem is their heart. Fortunately, the Bible has more to say about this. Let's quickly go in our Bibles to Psalm 95, verse number 6. Psalm 95, verse number 6. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker, for He is our God, and we are His people in His pasture. So he's talking about the shepherd. He's talking the one who leads us. And the sheep of his hand today, everybody say today. Not yesterday. You don't need what you heard in 2018. I'm glad God spoke to you in 2015. But what about this morning? What did God say to you yesterday? What did he tell you about your future last week? What is God saying about your family right now? He says, today, if you will, he, if you will hear, his, hear his voice, now watch, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion, as in the day of trial in the wilderness. You see, the key to guaranteeing spiritual success is hearing God's voice. If you want to inherit the things that God has for your life, if you want to enter into fulfillment as a believer, the key is daily bread. The key is the rhema spoken word of God. Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. This makes total sense. God's whole plan for us was to be in relationship with him. But you will never be satisfied until you are getting fresh manna from heaven. There are many people, listen, the, the, the people that Jesus was addressing when he made this address were those that could quote the whole Old Testament. They knew the word, but yet they were spiritually dull. They couldn't see, they couldn't hear because their hearts had become hardened. And in the book of Psalms over there, when he's talking about the day that they were tested, he's talking about when they were in the wilderness and they got to the promised land. They were at the border, at the border of the promised land at the Jordan. And what happened was there were two individuals, Joshua and Caleb, we all know the story, that went with the 12 spies to look at the land. And when they saw the land, all they could think about is how God said, I will never leave you or forsake you. How God said that there is things that, that I will give you a land that is flowing with milk and honey. They could hear the word of the Lord that was still alive in them that day. They knew that there was obstacles and there were giants and all the stuff. They saw everything the other 10 spies saw. But when they saw it, they could hear God's voice. They could hear the word of the Lord. They knew God was with them. They knew they could overcome it. Where the others had hardened their hearts. How can God make us face some giants? How can God take us into this kind of promised land? This is not good. That's how we are. Because our hearts become hard. Because things don't go the way we want them. If you don't say amen, you better say oh my. Okay, it's getting old. I need to think of something new. <laughs> I truly believe that one of the 
one of the greatest strategies of, of Satan is to get you to become offended in your heart. To get you to get hurt. You see, the children of Israel, the whole way in the wilderness, we want to go back to Egypt. We're not happy with this manna. We don't like this. We don't like that. We don't want this. They were ungrateful. They had, they had so much. God did everything. But there were those that were there that all they could do was every word that God had spoken was still, he was speaking to them that day. Joshua went into the tabernacle with Moses. The Bible says Moses would leave. He would stay behind. Why? Because he wanted to hear from God some more. I'm not saying that if you don't get up every day like Jesus describes in Scripture, that it's going to go bad with you. Yes, it's my own father. I've hardly spoken to him in three weeks. He's a little upset with me, but that's okay. <laughs> the point I'm trying to make, he still loves me. You better. You better. <laughs> But that doesn't mean that I don't want to spend time with him this week. Or, do you understand what I'm saying? Make it real, guys. Make your relationship with God real. He is wanting to speak to you. But the thing that will hinder you is a hard heart. The enemy will do whatever he can to bring something into your heart that will cause offense or hurt or bitterness. Or even where you become accusatory towards God. And when that happens, I want you to know the Bible tells us that you will not hear him. That's a guarantee. You will not hear his voice. And when you don't hear his voice, you are feeding of old manner that has gone bitter and does not restore your soul, does not lead you into green pastures. Listen to me. It's not where you live that's the problem. It's your heart that's the problem. You take it with you wherever you go, friend. You have to sort out what's going on inside and get to that place once again where your heart becomes soft. Now we're gonna dive into more of, I'm gonna dive into more of how to do that. But just to, very recently, I had a very difficult situation I had to walk through. And I woke up one morning and I was with the Lord and I was busy, busy praying and, and spending time with Him. And while I was doing this, I was just praying. I mean, it was nothing fancy or anything, but I was enjoying the worship music. And I could feel that where the enemy was trying to cause my heart to become hardened, God was busy softening it. It's like all of a sudden I could think of the situation differently to the way that I was before I went into his presence. If you will hear his voice now, if you will make a decision to seek after him now, and there are keys I'll give you, but I want you to understand that, that you can, no matter how bad your situation is, you can get away from that because I know that there are people sitting in this room, you used to hear God's voice, but now you don't. And you don't know why. Well, scripturally, the main reason why we don't hear his voice, obviously if we don't obey, but primarily it's our hearts have become hard. That's why I tell the team all the time, protect your hearts, protect your hearts, guys. My wife and I talk all the time, protect your hearts, sweetheart. 
I tell myself every day, protect your heart, Alex. These church people, hey, I love them, but man, they're like those sheep that bite. They get violent, you know. And then you still have to like them afterwards, you know. And I'm not allowed to hit them, you know. (laughs) What's really interesting is you'll find that sometimes your greatest attack will not be from the world. It will be from someone in the church. And then you'll get offended with the church. You'll get hurt by the church. And you'll walk around with that bitterness and that anger or that resentment. And the sad thing is, you won't hear God's voice anymore. And I want each and every one of you to hear his voice. Because as I taught you this morning, when you hear his voice, you experience the green pastures. Even in the storms. Look at Jesus when he tells us that he heard from the Lord morning by morning. He was able to minister. But even knowing what was coming, he did not rebel. He was like a flint, steadfast knowing that they were going to pull the hair out of his beard. They were going to nail him to a cross. He chose to follow the master's voice and continue to hear God's voice all the way up to the end and after. And he wants the same for you and I. There's no reason to hold on to that stuff that just separates you from the voice of God, not his love, not eternity, but his voice. Man shall not live by bread alone from just the Logos guys. You need the written word of God, Um, um, the the rhema word of God, the spoken word. You need to hear God's voice every day for yourself. Amen? Amen. All right, next week we're going to go deeper. Let's bow our heads. Father, this morning in this place, your people are so precious, and they are yours, Lord. And this morning, together in this place, we stand, Father, with a desire to hear your voice, to know you more. Those who are led by the Spirit, to hear the Spirit's voice, they are the sons of God, the daughters of God. We desire, Lord, to hear your voice and to be led by the Spirit so that you can lead us into the way we should go, paths of righteousness, so that you can take us into green pastures, that you can take us by still waters, Father. Your grace is sufficient for us, but we need to hear your voice. So, Father, I pray for everyone in this building and those watching online this morning that, Father, we will have a desire As your word says, knock and the door will be opened. Ask and you'll receive. Seek and you'll find. Let us begin, Father, to pursue you, even if it feels a little difficult at first because our heart has become so hardened. I pray, God, that you would take each and every heart in this place and make it soft so that they can hear you. Father, we honor you and we love you, for there is truly none like you. Your goodness and your mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. We just thank you so much, Lord. Thank you for your presence this morning, Lord. I pray for each and every one in this building this morning, those online, Father.
that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that the love of the Father and the fellowship with the Holy Spirit be with them all. Father, draw them to yourself, soften their hearts and speak to them, Lord. In Jesus' name, I pray this now. Amen. 